Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Warning, this podcast contains spoilers. Let's go watch it in 2D. No, let's go watch it in 3D. But if we watch it in 3D, then is it worth the cost? Experience. I've never seen anything like this. The ultimate. IMAX 3D event on February 14th it's time for battle Alita Battle Angel I'm gonna need you to stand way back I'm with her hello 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 this is Adolf Vega today I'm with Jake Jarvis hello hello and we are doing a sporterific review of Alita Battle Angel. So, um, <laughs> we're going to... I already did my review, so we're going to do a quick, before we get into the spoilers, a kind of a spoiler-free um, kind of version with Jake. Uh, so, Jake, what are your th- thoughts of the movie, spoiler-free? And uh, please mention if you are aware of the manga and anime. Oh, I'm uh, very familiar with the anime... Um, and the, and the manga, well, the, the first series anyway, um, I have never bothered to really, uh, get into the later, uh, versions of it. Um, cause, um, and, um, so I went into this movie very familiar with the source material, uh, enough so I could tell what came from the manga and what came from the. Mm. Over, uh, you know, original video animation, but I'm not going to bore you with all that because it's not important. Because it, um, I feel a movie should be able to stand on its own two legs. Uh, well, this movie is uh, dazzling. It is a visual feast. It's shot in. Re- it is real 3D. And it shows. One of the most standout moments for me is when Jennifer Connelly, who's playing Sharon, uh, you know, Ito's ex-wife, character that wasn't in the manga, she was uh, just in the anime, um, walks out in a Navy outfit. You can see the fur. Each individual fur. Strand sticking out in depth, I was completely blown away, which didn't really surprise me that much. Uh, Rodriguez, people forget he shot movies in native 3D several times. So, Cameron that's why Cameron picked him uh, to take over this project when he was too busy with his Avatar movies. Because uh, he knew, Rodriguez knew how to shoot film in 3D, and it showed. Uh, the three, this, this movie is worth it alone just for the 3D. It is absolutely spectacular. Now, that scene he mentioned, I don't remember that scene at all. Oh, you remember her walking around in her blue... Yes, because she had several outfits, but the blue one is one that really stuck out to me because that fur 
just all was. And it, that wasn't the only scene like that. Uh, the dogs, I mean, because uh, there are lots of doggies in this movie, one in particular. And parents, uh, you uh, you know your kids. Uh, there is animal death in this movie. It's off. It's off camera, but they, the audience will know. And there were several kids crying at my screening. They were very, very upset. It's not nearly as graphic as the anime. Now, for me, the best 3D scene was the fight underneath the bar with the character that has multiple arms that stretch out. That looked awesome. <laughs> oh, and the whole, the, and the whole, um, motorball sequence oh that was amazing i mean that was almost been her uh and uh episode one pod race good i just wish it had gone on longer so for the 3d it sounds like you would give it a great 3d oh definitely i mean this is probably uh this is one of the absolute best 3d presentations ever now, for me, I had some problem with, um, it kind of seemed inconsistent. Like, some shots, it was not there, really. Like, the people talking to one another, it was just kind of flat. And I feel like it was either the really awesome action scenes, or it was just, like, really nothing there. So... Okay. The only scenes I noticed, there were some scenes with Matt, Art, and the, the deep background. Uh, it made, it brought a tint that... The 3D brought a little attention to the fact that it was art, but that was so minor compared to stuff like, uh, I mean, several of the scenes where, uh, oh yeah, this is very violent movie. If it wasn't cyborgs and the blue was blood and the blood was blue, this would be an NC-17 level movie of violence. So, parents, you may want to take that into consider. This is not a kid's movie. Now, it is very violent, I'll give you that, but it doesn't very feel gory. Like, there is dismemberment, but there is not, like, guts flying out of everything either, you know? Uh, yeah, this isn't nearly as violent as the uh, manga or the anime. Not nearly. Um... Going back to the 3D, you know, I really did, like, there's a lot of dark shots that look great. I watched this mm -hmm. in IMAX, and, you know, there was, you know, some parts here and there that I was like, okay, that could have been better, that could have been better. Some parts that, you know, in some ways I was disappointed, but some ways the action scenes, which is why you're seeing this movie, were great. So I was able to be like, you know what, overall, you would definitely have a, your money's worth, and you have a great time watching this in 3D. You know, it, for me, it wasn't perfect, and I wanted it to be perfect, but I felt like it's great still, you know? Yeah. Um, so, onto the movie itself, without spoilers. Um, so, what are your thoughts of the movie? Okay, the movie came across to me more like a pilot episode of a TV show, that more than uh, being... Uh, a contained movie with a, you know, beginning, middle, end, uh, which is kind of a trend in movies today. It might frustrate audiences uh, a bit. 
I mean, I wish they had did more like Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and just like, we're going for it. We're going to put as much and contain this. Uh, uh, this is the movie I feel is much better than the anime because anime really leaves you hanging. Yeah, I mean, there's a way to do a cliffhanger and another way to do a cliffhanger. And, you know, there's a way that you can feel like you had a satisfying conclusion. And there's a way, and then you can have, still have your breadcrumbs leading to another sequel. But then there's ways to do it where it basically cuts it off. And you're like, all right, if you want more, go to see part two. And that's where I felt in this one. And it kind of pissed me off because I was like, Okay, I'm getting excited here. And then, oh, <laughs> Yeah, but I did like the fact that they uh, adapted more of the story and threw in more stuff about Alita. Uh, uh, backstory and, you know, the and, and the main villain. So... Nova. Um, yeah, that's where it kind of lost me because it felt like there's too many things going on. Mm -hmm. And they could have just simplified this and made it a little bit easier. And, you know, just the, I, I got to give credit to the main actress here. Um, Rosa um, Salazar, who played Alita, I thought she was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Now I had what, see, I when I was looking the movie, I said it wasn't the eyes so much that bugged me; it was the proportions of her head. See, in the manga and the anime, uh, Alita uh, Galley in the uh, anim in the manga, uh, her hair is like really big, like I don't know, like like Susie Sue of Susie and the Banshees. I mean, she has big '80s hair. And the proportions are gorgeous, but in but in the in this movie, it just her hair is so flat in comparison. It just kind of throws the proportion off. So to me, it was just kind of weird. Now, for me, watching it, it I, I kind of got used to it right away, just because I liked her acting so much. I thought she was just adorable and beautiful and completely a badass in every way. And it, it, it just, she was just so charming that I can't, you can't hate her. <laughs> you know, she's just so innocent. I mean, she doesn't mm -hmm. be, stay innocent, but <laughs> she starts off really innocent. And um, I really like the Dr. Ido, I think it is, or Professor Ido. Mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, Chris. Oh yeah. Christoph Waltz was perfectly cast as Dyson Ida. Yeah, they changed the name for the movie. Dyson is uh, a kind of a thing Cameron likes to uh, honor scientist James uh, Dyson because uh, he's uh, named characters uh, after him in, in his, some of his other movies. Yeah, he gets uh, credit for each Dyson uh, vacuum cleaner that gets sold. <laughs> <laughs> No, but um, no. Seriously though, Doctor Ido, I, he was just mysterious. He was really good. I really liked him, and like, it's like you don't really fault him. He's not really a bad guy, but he he kind of just is a complex character, and I really really liked him. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, and the movie, um, 
like they changed some things up. Like uh, Alita. Okay, I guess I should mention. Okay, the 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 manga. The character's name is is Gally, and in the manga and the anime, uh, Ido names her after his deceased cat. There isn't a daughter. That was a smart move to change. Because it really upped the stakes of this world and stuff. And it uh, really explained why Ito and Shara weren't together anymore. And it also gave a real justification to why Ito had a child's a cyborg body in his workshop. Mm-hmm. I mean, if because I didn't know that um, going in. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay, that makes sense. And, you know... If it would have been the cat, I'd be like, so what? <laughs> you know? I mean, I know. Okay, and Alita is also the name of what is one of the most famous of the silent era uh, prototype uh, sci-fi movies. In fact, it even predates Metropolis uh, movies. Alita, Queen of Mars. It's a Russian silent movie. Some people consider it the very first science fiction movie. I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I would consider Frankenstein, the silent version, to be the first, but that's just me. Uh, But Alita is, you know, it is, uh, if you're into sci-fi, really hard, and, and movies, I would recommend checking out Alita, Queen of Mars. That's where it came from. The other characters, Jake, what do you think of them? Um, I really hated with a passion Hugo. Uh, yeah, I've never liked Hugo. Hugo, I think, is a dirtbag unworthy of uh, uh, Alita's love. Well, okay, so on to his acting and his writing. I thought that made him terrible, not just the character behind him. I thought he was just awful, you know. I put this in my review that I feel like they just hired some random person off the street to read lines because it was just so bad for me. I just, uh, to me, he was just a red shirt. And that's probably more so because uh, uh, it's, it's one of those things I've known this character's fate for decades. So... Um, you know, the rest of the characters, I felt like were all one dimensional, very basic. You get to, you kind of know a nugget about them. You kind of know like a little piece of them and then that's it. You don't really get that much. They introduce like a 20 different characters here. So, um, you know, I think that acting overall besides Alita and Dr. Ido, I thought was really bad and the, the writing's really bad. Um, what are your thoughts? Do you agree with that or no? I didn't think it was bad, bad, but uh, no one, uh, this is still a James Cameron movie, even though uh, Rodriguez directed it, you can tell his fingerprints were all over it. I mean, it has the same depth of character as most other Cameron movies, so that didn't really surprise me. I mean, I came in knowing that it was going to be uh, dazzling visual spectacular and characterization would be about an inch deep. Now, the special effects and the action are awesome. I, I will not deny that at all. I was totally invested in this world that it presents. 
Um, I really felt like this feels lived in. And that's a you know a hard thing to kind of talk about, but it's a thing that you kind of see and then you could make sense of it and understand, you know, this is a world I believe can exist. And, um, you know, in science fiction, that's important because if you don't believe it, then everything else kind of falls apart. And I did believe that here. I did believe this is a world that could exist. You know, it's not our world. It's the future. Um, it was kind of funny because the movie started and it was like the 26th Century Fox or something, right? Mm-hmm. And I Which joked, is even hilarious because Fox is about to go bye-bye. Well, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, I spoke to my wife. I was like, oh, that's before Futurama starts. Because <laughs> <laughs> Futurama is, of course, set in 30th century. And yeah. They actually used, you know, 30th Century Fox made a, or 20th Century Fox made a logo for Futurama for thir- saying 30th Century Fox and they allowed it. So it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? Maybe it's part of the Futurama extended universe. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully Bender's in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be... Uh, I mean, if they could reference it, uh, I mean, that would be a great... You know, maybe Bender's, like, traveling through time and collecting stuff, and you just see him in the background, and you're like, that's only a big joke for Futurama fans, you know? Yeah. Because Bender's big game and how he went back in time to steal stuff. <laughs> um, but let's digress. Um, no, I, I, what do you think of the art design and the look of the world in this movie? Uh, I thought it was uh, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah, they took a lot of visual cues off of uh, Blade Runner and uh, Roller in the movie Rollerball, which were smart uh, because they uh, because the uh, manga uh, was is heavily influenced by Blade Runner and uh, Rollerball. Okay, so um. So, I also liked that uh, Cameron, uh, uh, they were smart to, uh, since this, since, uh, this world uh, is, it, the Evelita takes place, uh, in, uh, North, North America in the 26th uh, century, uh, they were smart. They said it in Panama uh, City, uh, in Panama in the 26th century and they also uh made the cast even more racially diverse than because uh, uh face it the uh anime and the manga they have like uh white characters a few black characters and almost everybody's asian which even 26th century is going to be kind of weird in North America. Yeah, you know, that's part of the authentic- authenticity that I feel, you know, this movie does have with that, where the world is believable because the world in the future will be more diverse than it is now and it, were, it was in the past. And, you know, just having that there is kind of one of those things where it's not a big deal, you know, and it just, it is what it is. And, that's, you know, just part of that world building that you don't really think of it the same way because so many things have happened since now and then, you know. Oh, yeah. 
and so, uh, and uh, people are like hard bodies and meat bodies, and it seems like almost everybody has cybernetic parts. Yeah, and that was like a normal thing. It wasn't like a strange thing. Only the rich had it. It was just like everyone had robots parts in them of some kind. Mm-hmm. Except for, yeah, um, I think everyone does, I think. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, what would you give it? I have a score of 1 to 10. Uh, I would actually go as high as an 8. Oh, wow. Because I, I think the visuals and the action scenes and the 3D compensate for the story. Now, the story, I would give uh, the, the plotting, the script, that alone, I would give it a five. Okay. But I would bump it up three. Sim- simply, oh, just what? Just those scenes when, uh, I mean, when Hugo gets vivisected. Wow, that looks awesome. Uh, the fu- when Alita gets vivisected. Oh my god! Even though I knew it was coming, I was still shocked. I still put my hand over my mouth. Oh my god! And I knew it's something. It's like I've known for twenty years what happens, and it still got me. I mean, the, there were so many gorgeous scenes. Uh, the uh, motorball race. I mean, that was gorgeous. I mean, this thing is a visual spectacle. I mean, turn your brain off. Uh, you know, turn your brain down. Don't turn it off. And uh, and just also. Oh, and I guess we need to talk about the the big bad who we are sort of introduced to Nova a little bit. Okay, before before we get there, um, so when I walked out, I was like, okay, this feels like a seven, a seven out of ten out of me, and um, you know, I, I was like, okay, there's problems here. You know, I wasn't in love with the acting. I wasn't in love with the the writing. I wasn't in love with you know some of the story elements and um. You know, it did leave me wanting more, which is both a compliment and a negative. And, you know, when I woke up, I was like, no. I mean, I do love the visuals. I'll give you that. I do love the action. I'll give you that. But it, it just it can't make up for the bad writing and the bad stories. And there's some cringeworthy scenes there just like, ugh, <laughs> bad. Um, you know, uh, um Especially now that Van Tam's Day passed, there's a, a a heart one that was just like, oh my god, <laughs> well, that scene end is just so bad. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That- also, I want to know how Sharon knew to be at the church with all of her equipment to uh, save Hugo. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of a story that is not. There's, there's plot holes here. It, it didn't, the plot holes, you know, there's so many different things that were underexplained that it kind of just like, okay, underexplained, fine. Like you said, it feels like, you know, extended pilot for a miniseries or something. And, you know, so that's that's where it kind of, I want, if, if they timed it up and just, you know, gave me the characters I needed and gave me a story that I needed, if they wanted to, you know, put a, a, you know, a, a, a lead a path to Nova and say there's more to the story than you know at the end, then I think I would have been more okay with it than having a cliffhanger ending. So, okay. I think that's it for the 
relatively spoiler-free section of this review. <laughs> um, so let's kind of start with the where the movie starts. That you see Doctor Ido, um, and he's just like going through a trash pile, and he finds Lila's head, um, and then he says, "There's still a brain in here," and um, which okay. How does he explain that? How that works? Still, I mean, hey, this is a question I've had for twenty years. About actually more than twenty years about the manga, the OVA, and now this movie. Okay, what happened to Alita happened about three hundred and fifty years ago. So how in the hell is her? Body on top of the trash heap. Yeah, it was a little too easy to find it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the brain working. Now, okay, I didn't want to say this in the spoiler free version, but in some ways, this story reminds me of Ghost in the Shell, but a whole lot better. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of, uh, yeah, this is one of the uh, big uh, mangas of the 90s. Especially in the West. Uh, I mean, this Vampire Hunter D and then earlier uh, Akira, they were kind of the big ones. The ones that kind of all the anime fans uh, really worshipped at the altar of. Now, I mean, is that like a common thing where people say Lita and uh, Ghost in the Show are, are cousins? And like in, in themes, because I was really expecting at some point Alita to they say, well, you, you're not really a human, you're a robot. But they never went there, and it's like, well, it doesn't explain how a human brain can survive in that thing, you know. Um, so is Alita a robot, or is she a human? Uh, she's what they call a cyborg. She was a human. Uh, uh, major spoilers. Uh She's uh, from Mars. Her original name was Yoko. Uh, she was a orphan, one of the orphans on Mars. Uh, and then there's some stuff uh, in some of the later series that I've heard about and haven't read. So if I'm hoping I get it right, uh, is that their chips were put in their brains. So that's why her. That's one of the reasons why her brain could survive so long. Okay, that's nothing in the movie. Definitely should have at least given a clue about. You don't have to explain it entirely, but it's just like well, okay. The only thing they did was uh, the other characters you were introduced to in flashbacks from Mars often had the big eyes like Alita, which I thought was a smart move. If you're gonna have. Uh, Alita with big eyes, you should have a reason for it. So it seems to be a Mars thing. So I guess when uh, Schwarzenegger's eyes opt out almost at the end of uh, uh, what Total was recall. that? Uh, that's what happens to you on Mars. Your eyes get big. <laughs> so, you know, the professor takes a, a body the brain of Alita back home and then she puts, you know, which the his daughter's pieces into her and, you know, kind of trains her and kind of gets her going. And you have like the assistant there trying to help out too, which I kind of feel like was a thankless role. Like they shouldn't even had her nurse 
Gridhad, I think the name was. It might as well just been a, like a basic robot there because she had like two lines. You know nothing about her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then she eventually finds Hugo and they go out to play kind of thing, like kids, you know. It, mm-hmm. it, you know, it was kind of weird because like the body, you know, they said it was a girl and um, they did say it was young, but never specified the age. But it did look like, you know, 10, 11. It didn't look like, you know, a fully formed, you know, adult. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, if you anybody who's followed uh, a lot of anime and manga knows that a lot of these stories are created with uh, very young children. I mean, usually under thirteen. Yeah, um, they're, they're sexual, hypersexualized, and hyperviolent. Yeah, <laughs> in this one, it's not really sexualized. So it's actually, you know, it's probably for the best that they, you uh, know. Yeah, Catherine, uh, they kind of went away from that. And they also went away from a lot of the German, uh, I mean, the, which is also another one of those, what the heck. Uh, I know the Japanese are obsessed with Germany, especially during World War II. So, don't ask. I don't even know why. I just know it's a fact. I just roll my eyes and just go, God, why? So, it didn't really bother me, her body being a girl's body, not a woman's body. That You know, it was, it was aware, you were aware of it, seeing it, but it wasn't, like, sexualized. If it was sexualized, it would be uncomfortable. You know, it would be awkward, I think. Yeah, but once she gets her, uh, her older body from the erm technology she alters it to be more adult yeah um so anyway she meets hugo and you know hugo tells her about the world and you know it's like oh and then go out and, and they kind of explore the area and um they do notice that there's like murders happening you know it starts off really innocently and very you know nice and gentle and you know, Alina is just so adorable, and she's just so clueless, but, you know, it's not like a, a it's just a really sweet innocence to her, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, she doesn't have to understand language, she already gets it, which, is, you know, makes it convenient for the plot, <laughs> you know, but fine. <laughs> and then, like, you start hearing about murders happening in the town, and then she sees that um, her dad, or not dad, it's like a father figure, um, but the professor, or I keep thinking professor, but I know it's not professor, it's doctor. Doctor Ito. Seems to leave out really late at night, and um, eventually you figure out that he is part a of a, um elite group of people that are like, um, what's it? Warriors. They're like bounty hunters because there really isn't any law enforcement. Yeah, down in the uh, down on the on the ground, so they hire people to be licensed bounty hunters to uh, deal with criminals that the the city above uh, Salem in the movie uh, decide uh, they want. They don't want running around 
messing up uh, the their garbage dump, basically. So that's one one of the things you discovered that there's a big floating city in the sky that the regular people that are down there cannot visit, but it's like for the elite rich or something, and they don't you don't understand it, but you you kind of interested in it because it's you know it's a city in the sky, and it's the only city in the sky that's left. Eventually, you learn, you know. Mm. I mean, obviously, anyone would <laughs> would connect with that and like, oh, I want to go there. You know, just because, yeah. you know, <laughs> and, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you find out the reason that's the only city left is because there was a war with Mars and uh, the Martians blew them all out of the sky. And, you know, that's part of Alita's backstory that is get, get, get little glimpses of, but you don't get like the whole story of. But I thought that was really interesting. I really wanted a lot more of that Martian stuff. Mm hmm. Um, well, this makes enough money. Uh, uh, I'm sure we're going to get a hell of a lot more Martian stuff. Well, that's coming up in the story. It's going to have to make money overseas because right now it's, you know, it was number one this box office weekend. Um, but it was number one with like 25 million or something. And, you know, the yeah, it did better than projections. Uh, so, uh, depending on who you believe, it needs to make between three fifty and five hundred uh, million to be in the black. Yeah, um, uh, but it hasn't opened in Japan or China, which, uh, if you think uh, Alita was popular in the nineties in the U.S., it was nothing compared to Asia. Yeah, so, I mean this is one of the great most popular uh mangas of all time so yeah uh, we'll see if we get a second story to this or, or more um but um so you know eventually learned about the sport called the ball um or it's it's kind of like it, it resembles kind of like the ancient game ball game from like the aztecs and the mayans that used to play like you know you have to like go around in a pit and like put the ball in the hole or something which you know eventually got inspired to be like basketball here in the U.S., um, but this is like a rollerball kind of thing, and they have a scene where you know they're trying to play, and you know it, it was it was fine, um, but I don't like Hugo. <laughs> I think Hugo's bad. Oh, Hugo's a douchebag. Um. So, yeah, you get to the point where like, okay, what's going on here, and then, um. You figure out that, you know, the Dr. Ido or Ido is part of the, the hunter. What is that term? What are they called? Hunter warriors. And they're bounty hunters. It's just a generic term. I, I really hate that name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember. See, I haven't read the manga or seen the anime in uh, over 20 years. So uh, my... I don't think that was the name they used, but I wouldn't swear to it because I don't remember it being that dumb. And uh, and Alita, oh yeah, when Alita's following uh, Ito out, looking, you know, trying to find out if he's uh, in the manga. There were all these streetwalkers being killed, uh, and in the over, but in the movie they kind of. 
they don't make a, they don't make the victims uh, sex workers. They just kind of make it everyday folks who are working it out and about. And uh, Lita's following him, and uh, comes across trouble, and she just goes all Bruce Lee on this guy's ass. Uh, just like wow, that's uh the with the Panzer uh Kuntz, I think I pronounce my German sucks. Sorry, uh, and it's a and it's a Martian uh Marsh uh anti gravity uh martial arts that's been forgotten. Uh, it's from the Erm era, and it was something that the Martians. You developed so they could, uh, particularly cyborgs, you know, so they could do martial. It's hand-to-hand combat in uh, in uh, zero gravity. So, um, you know, that's when the uh, Alita battles to kind of save her dad. Uh, you know, Doctor Ido, because they build like a, a mother, like a father-daughter relationship, and. You know, you get some glimpses of the past and, you know, she doesn't have her memories, you know, which is a basically a really old, you know, trope of amnesia. But, you know, it makes sense. She's, you know, a cyborg and, you know, she's been buried for 350 years. So, Mm -hmm. Um, but she's more interested in that and to see how, you know, you know, battling and being part of this. And um, so... Yeah, you eventually, you know, you had the first real action scene or amazing action scene in the street, and that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then what happens? Well, he freaks out because he recognizes, the, which is, I'm like, if this is a forgotten martial art, how in the hell does he know about it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just asking. Just asking. And then he orders Alita to not go out unless it's dark. And then, you know, Uh she rebels. But then eventually you actually get the reason why. And you understand why. And, you know, it's dangerous. And, you know, understand about, you know, her daughter or his daughter, his live human daughter. Mm -hmm. um, And. Yeah. That she was killed by like an intruder, which was a cyborg that he helped. That apparently Doctor Ido helps everyone repair their stuff and only charges a little bit amount of money or something. I was kind of confused how the business aspect works for him, but fine. <laughs> yeah, maybe he gets paid in food and stuff. Because I did joke around in that, like you know, you can't get paid in oranges, you you know, money, but somehow they still managed to pay the bills. But, you know, one of the cyborgs came in at night. And... Well, they live in a junkyard, pretty much. I mean, they live in uh, Zalem's trash dump. So I imagine the rent is not too steep with garbage being dropped on your head, practically. Anywho, um, so yeah, uh, you know, Hugo and Alita start to get like a romance together and you know, that they bond, and I really, really don't like Hugo. Have I said that again? Because I just think, first of all, like you said, he doesn't deserve her, and two... Oh, he's a 100% douchebag. He deserved, he reaped, you know, what he sowed. 
in this. He gets what he deserves. Um, the acting and the writing for Hugo are, are awful too. And, you know, I think it would have been okay to not have them have a romantic relationship, it, but they kind of force it. And it just, eh. well, the thing is I've always interpreted it as, uh, she's, uh, lost her memories. So she's a childlike. So she's responding to the first person that shows her affection in a romantical way simply because she's craving life yeah once I figured if Hugo didn't die she would have dumped his ass anyway so yeah I mean eventually you get to figure out about the conspiracy um and like Hugo, and then Alita wants to be on her own um, and be her own uh, bounty hunter. And they're like, oh, you know, if you play the game, you know, she wants to go travel to the sky um, place. And mm -hmm. and if you, uh, and Moto Ball, you can win uh, all this money and you can go up to uh, Zalem. Um, but she has to qualify, and then the other bounty hunters are getting paid off um, to stop her and to kill. You know, that's where yeah we should introduce Vector, uh, who actually, uh, in some ways, he has a bigger part than in the original story, and other parts are smaller. Uh, and Mahershala Ali does his absolute best impression of Wesley Snipes. I mean, when I was watching this, I was thinking, man, this just reminds me of Wesley Snipes in the 90s. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of um, just like another take of, um, what's his name? Damn it. Um, the um, Blade, yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing is... Uh, this is a much better characterization than in the manga and the anime. It's cringeworthy, uh, especially with the dark skin and the big red lips. And you go, oh, I, oh my God, why? Why? You just want to hit your head and go, why? So, yeah, he's trying to teach her a lesson or, or you know, and like, oh, if I'm going to help kill Hugo to make sure that you don't. You know, that the murder is on you, and, you know, I was like, don't they have, like, DNA or other ways to solve the murders and stuff and in the future? It just kind of felt a little, I don't know, eventually. Yeah, they were changing some stuff around, uh, and it was getting to be... See, and I could tell the audience was getting lost with, uh, no... See, Nova can kind of use uh, cyborgs that work for him and people with cybernetic implants, he can like take them over and speak through them. And the only visual clue you have is their eyes turn bright blue. Which I did not catch. So I was kind of lost. <laughs> I was like, okay, another person's talking. Okay, I guess. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And it would have helped if they had the voice change or something. 
Yeah. Um, so I kind of uh, feel like... Yeah, they cast Edward Norton as Nova, so why didn't they use have him even speak? All they did with him is dress him up in kind of a uh, James Cameron mad scientist cosplay. So, yeah. Uh, you eventually get to, like, a bar scene, and then, like, you know, all the, during the whole time, you know, the first thing that Alita, you know, sees is, like, a little puppy, and she tries to play with it and save it from, like, this gigantic, you know, mech walking down the street that doesn't care about anything, and then uh, eventually the that's where you talked about with the dog earlier, you know, and mm-hmm. yeah. that was tragic, and, you know, the the fact that she used his blood for, you know, I thought that was actually really well done. That she's like, uh-huh. okay. It's a, big, it's a big scene in the manga and the over where Zapan, which is his name in the movie, his name changes throughout uh, adaptions. Uh, he's this pretty boy cyborg who has the hots for Alita, but Alita wants nothing to do with him. Hell, he makes Hugo look like a catch. He's such a scumbag. Yeah. And uh, so he uh, uh, kills this other bounty hunter's uh, dog. Uh, And all the kids crying in my row, I told them that that the bounty hunter put cyborg parts on him. Hell, no, he doesn't. But I, hell, Cameron may do that, you know. So I'm just, I'm just trying to get him to quit crying so I could hear the movie. So, yeah, and then the, the dog was being fine. It's part of the, you know, the, the one robot cyborg that is like a dog person or something. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of one-note yeah, characters. Jeff Fahey was, yeah, Jeff Fahey in a thankless role as uh, as the bounty hunter with all the robo-dogs, and he had one uh, um, meat-body dog, which is Zupan uh, decides to... Yeah, and I'm going to crack up saying that uh, because we have a grocery store chain in the area called Zoo Pants. <laughs> so, yeah, you get the under 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 the bar fight with this big creature that was cyborg that has the multiple arms and that flies out. And, you know, you get Lila become dismembered. And it was actually really shocking because I didn't think that was going to happen. And you know, the fact she keeps going and keeps trying to fight, you know, it could have been, mm-hmm. you know... Her, uh, and the body that's destroyed is the Ito one that he had made for his daughter that she never got to use because she was murdered. So that the, so that cyborg body is completely trashed in this battle, and she's trying to crawl... Uh, and it's a great scene... Uh, She's trying to crawl away, and he grabs her, and then, and he's like, "Say mercy," and then she goes, uh, "F your mercy," and she didn't say "F," and uh, puts out his eye, in a great, uh, you can see even even tore apart like that, she can still do Panzerkunst really good. Yeah, and it could have been, you know, city kind of like you know the. Um... Uh, where she, you know, couldn't fight, but she, she she nailed it, and it was so awesome of her to try to keep fighting, even though she didn't have anything to fight with. You know, you respected it, even though it, you know, under different people, that could have looked really ridiculous. 
mm-hmm. but it worked. It yeah. worked in this movie. Uh, and a couple of the bounty hunters uh, respect her uh, for what she did, so they uh, come down to give her help, especially, you know, Jeff Fahey, you know, the, you know, basically dog the bounty hunter comes down with his other robo dogs to, he's going to get some payback for his little fluffy uh, meat body dog getting vivisected by this jackass. Oh, we do forget there's like this one scene where Alita goes with her friends and like they go into like the ship or she goes into like the Martian ship and like she knows how to do everything and it looks it's just so interesting to see how that worked out and it's where she finds an old Erm uh uh body and she uh uh grabs it uh so uh this this is probably a ship from when uh the Martians attacked uh uh Zalem and they weren't successful in this attack I mean, they took down all the other uh, Sky Cities, but they didn't take down Salem. And I, I guess no one, they said that no one's gone in there, but it's like, why not? It doesn't seem like it was that hard, you know, to get yeah. in there. You know. I know, it's kind of, it, it, it's one of those things I rolled, it's one of the things that I've rolled my eyes in various versions of this about, okay, Three hundred. This has been three hundred and fifty years. I mean, they would have done more than you strip it for copper wire. Yeah, I mean, just just saying. They could have easily had some kind of you know robot in there, um, and like it scans anything that comes near it. If it and then it shoots it if it's like proximity or something, and like those weapons are so amazing that no one could touch it. That would have made sense, and and then they scanned Alita, and it would have been, oh, you're clear, and then you know that would have been totally fine. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it was kind of fun because it was you know I don't know if you're familiar with the Nintendo franchise Metroid. Mm-mm. So in Metroid, you play as Samus around, which is like a a human in a robotic suit. And, you know, you explore the galaxy and occasionally you get suit upgrades where you get a brand new suit that's way better than the last one. And, um, you know, it's a whole ordeal to get it and you upgrade things. And it kind of reminded me of that. And, you know, so Dr. Ido didn't want to give um, Alita this power suit upgrade because he knew how powerful it was. And after she loses that fight, he doesn't have much of a choice but to do it. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have another body on hand. Uh, and the junkyard, well, how much how much trash is he going to find that's a grade-A body? Especially Erm technology. Uh, he's, what he's really scared of is he. this technology is so advanced, he doesn't know how to repair it. So he's scared if she... Because she's so reckless and takes so many chances, he's worried he she's going to damage the body beyond, and he can't fix it. And then she doesn't have a body. But little do either one of them know that this body is self-repairing. Yeah, it has like nanotech, and like it, you know, when she she changes her body to fit more who she was and gets more memories, and um. 
that's when she's like, all right, I'm going to be a badass and I'm going to go figure things out and kill and then be part of this rollerball team. And then, um, but like, they're like, yeah. oh. And Ito makes her some uh, skate feet. So he kind of gets behind it eventually. He makes her these uh, skate feet that she can wear in the, in the, in the ring. And then there's like a scene, we mentioned this before with the heart where um, Alita's like, oh, you can just sell my heart. It's like a, you know, super grade platinum or something. And, you know, it could be, they could be rich enough to be able to do that. We don't have to do that. And I kind of understand that she was naive enough to think that saying her heart would be good enough. But like, it uh, really felt awkward and it just was like, stupid girl. <laughs> it just... In, in other adaptions, I got the feeling that Hugo was honestly thinking about it. <laughs> and, like, she wouldn't be alive. Uh, yeah, what I'm thinking, because to me, Hugo, 100% dirtbag. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, so then he, they go ahead and, and, you know, have the roller derby fight where, where, you know, she's trying to just to get it good enough to play the game and that's when all of the Nova gets all of the different other um, people to go after her in there and then she manages to yeah he gets Vector to hire him and then they escape and then Vector is you know eventually actually has dirt on Hugo and tries to frame him for murder of this other guy that they caught and it just that part, I don't know. I wasn't really digging that part. Yeah, he sends uh, uh, Zapan. He's a pretty boy cyborg. I'll get these guys straight because a lot of these cyborgs, uh, I have trouble keeping them straight. All robots look the same, don't they? <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. I'm a robot bigot. <laughs> I'm a robot bigot. <laughs> they all look the same to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll try to be better. No. I can change. I can change. No, it, it's, you know, we're, I'm, I'm joking around, but, like, a lot of characters are kind of odd names, so it's kind of hard to remember who's who. Yeah, especially since they've changed everybody's name, almost. And, like, a lot of the characters are just, like, one note, so it's like, okay, was it the dog guy? No, it wasn't the dog guy. Oh, was it the guy with the sword? Yeah, who was the guy with the sword? Okay, that. Oh, but he's the guy with the sword is also the guy with the pretty boy. Okay, and it's like, oh, at the herb sword, which is badass. Yeah, mm-hmm. as a yeah, Lita really shows how badass it is. <laughs> so um, yeah, because yeah, Zapan kills when they're trying to harvest uh, parts. Zapan shows up, and then. So he can kill Hugo and not get in trouble. He frames him for murder by killing uh, the guy they were jacking the parts from. Yeah, and like I feel like that could have... It just seemed like too easy to do that. You know, it just seemed a little bit too convenient that they could... Well, be- I took it as maybe... Uh, we know that the bounties are set up in Zalem. What we don't know is who's setting them. Is uh, Nova setting them? See, if Nova's the one setting the bounties, 
they would have been nice if they explained this, how the bounty system worked a little better. Because uh, if, if, if Nova's the one setting them, then it makes perfect sense because he could just do whatever he wants. So, yeah, I mean, then out of nowhere, you know, he gets chopped up. Uh, Hugo gets chopped up and, you know, Hugo calls Alita for help because they're supposed to, you know, he was supposed to be there. Mm-hmm, at the church, and then somehow uh, uh, Alita shows up with uh, Shiron in tow, and she has a full medical equipment. Yeah. To and... yeah to remove uh, Hugo's head and yet keep him alive with uh, Alita's heart. Yeah. And she, she collects the bounty on uh Hugo and then uh they rush to uh save Hugo's uh life and then in the middle of all that uh Alita gets Zapan's sword and in one of the b- best moments of revenge and satisfaction in the movie she takes off pretty boy's face with his sword mhm and it was cool, and um, you know, you eventually see that Hugo does survive into another robot. You know, they get the parts, and uh, uh, and this part they really messed up uh, because in the manga and the OVA, it's it's clear he does not take to having a cyborg body very well. He just goes completely bat crap insane. And totally has a meltdown and freaks out and flees. Uh, I mean, it's kind of fitting comeuppance because he jacked all those uh, cyborgs and people with cybernetic parts. So it was fitting that he would lose his meat suit and get a hard body. Uh, and he try and he runs away. All the movie does is show him laying there and. Alita's like, oh, 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 and then he gets up and goes, and he starts climbing up the uh, pipeline, uh, oblivious to the fact that they do have uh, a security system to keep people from climbing up the garbage chute, which is a spiked ring that goes up and down. Yeah, and then he gets tore up by it, and Lita tries to save him, and he can't. She can't, and have to say goodbye, and and, those... uh, and and he falls, and uh, and uh, first time I saw the anime, and he died. I cheered. <laughs> uh in the anime, it never continued long far enough to know if they were going to revive him. In every other adaption, Hugo, Hugo, whatever his name, is dead, dead, dead. Uh, and hopefully he stays dead in this one, too. I mean, it didn't happen on screen, so who knows? Maybe he found a bird and the bird carried him. <laughs> you know, maybe it was a pelican that flew by for some apparent reason, <laughs> carried him over and then, you know, give, I don't know. But you know what I'm saying that they, you know, they could if they really, really wanted to bring him back, which I really, really don't want him to come back. Oh, I could, don't want him back. Uh, they uh, could, in uh, theory, uh, find I, a way to write it around. Super material, he never came back. 
but I could see them bringing him back to be one of Nova's puppets. Yeah. And so Elite kill him all over again. Yeah, that could be something that they could do and you know to save his life again, he has to do it again or something. Anyway, then you see Alita and like, okay, I'm gonna go out for after you, Nova. And Nova's like, okay, bring it. And then she starts running and then cuts to black. And that's the end of the movie. Like a big cliffhanger. Does she go up to him? Does she not? And it pissed me off. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I I knew it was gonna end somewhere, and it was to me it was more satisfying than how the anime ended. So I'll be honest with my reviews. Uh, I am, it, it is, it is colored by my uh, familiarity with the source materials because uh, this movie does take a lot of, because there's a lot of stuff in the anime that was not in the manga. And a lot of that stuff is in the movie. So I so I honestly consider the movie more of an adaption of the anime more than the manga. But it does take stuff from the manga that's not in the anime. Cuz I mean there's a lot more material. There's 9 volumes and it took uh from the first story. Hell, the Alita story is still being told in 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 various series. I mean it's still ongoing. So um I know this kind of like is a trope of anime, you know, and they have always cliffhangers and there's a way to do a cliffhanger that is, you know, fun and, you know, there's a way to say the story continues, but then there's a way to do it so that way it feels like you're getting, you know, it doesn't feel satisfying. And that's for me where it was, where I didn't feel satisfied with that ending. I felt like we had more story there. And I was interested in it. I was interested in the Martian, you know, stuff. I was interested in Alita because I like that character. I like the actress. You know, I didn't really care about Nova. I think they could have saved Nova as, you know, it's like, oh, Alita, you think you know the whole world, the whole story, but there's a whole lot more, you know. And that's kind of a way they could have done it instead of having her, like, almost right there, you know. It's not as bad as I've seen some cliffhangers where they're like about to kill someone and then cuts to black or something you know stupid like that but it is kind of just like annoying for me you know yeah because i don't remember nova showing up this early uh but and the martian stuff showing up this early i think this was an attempt and i thought it was not the greatest well done but it was a nice attempt to try to give some backstory and depth. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't give a, a sense of a complete story. Like I said before, this reminded me of a pilot episode of a miniseries. Like, when Vector was dying, you do get Nova talk to her. You know, that could have been uh -huh. a real surprise, and that could have been the way they'd done it. Where, you know, it's like, oh, you killed Vector. You must you'd be happy now, uh, Alita, but you don't know the whole story. You know, maybe, like, that could have been a way to do it. And it's like, you're not going to find me, Alita. I'm more powerful than you can imagine. And then, you know, you see Alita, like, what? And, you know, that could have been a way of doing it. Because the way they left it was just such 
a kind of it was just annoying to me. It was just angering. Hey, there's more story here. And the, wait a minute. No, no, no. That's not the way you do that. There's a, there's ways to do it right. And I felt like this was the wrong way of doing it. You know? Uh, keeping, yeah. If they just kept Vector, the main villain for the whole movie, simplified it, made it more simple, you know, made it more straightforward. And then, you know, you could say, hey, you know, you could even have that as like a, you know, almost a post-credit scene or something or, or end credits that Alita thinks she won, but then you know for a fact that, you know, you know, you get Nova saying, ha, 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 you know, Vector was a good vessel or a good puppet or something like that. You know, that could have been a better way of doing it. So that's, you know, it, the ending pissed me off. It really did. And there's I, I looked online and there's no post-credit scene or mid-credit scene or there's not even like an Alita will be back or anything like that. So, so, I mean, it, I, I did enjoy my time with this movie. I did like it. I did want more. I just, you know, condense it to make it, you know, have less characters, keep the story a little more straightforward. I would definitely watch it if it became like a Netflix show, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if Netflix is going to take the bite and <laughs> pay you know a huge amount of money for a whole series of this but you know well this is uh well i think even if this makes the the 350 to 500 million or more that is needed to break even uh with fox going bye-bye you know being bought and absorbed by Disney. Uh, this is uh, Cameron and his uh, procrastination and taking forever to do things. Because, I mean, it took him 20 years to make this movie, get this movie made. And uh, I don't think, this is not Disney's brand. There is no way Disney would let a movie this violent come out under their name. No way. Yeah. I mean... So, was... I don't... so unless they spin Fox off into a a, a hard PG-13 uh, art, art studio, I don't see Disney greenlighting a sequel to this. Yeah, there might be like a direct-to-DVD Blu-ray animated version of the sequel to the story. You know, that might be a way to, if there is enough demand for it. But I don't see Disney doing this either. And I don't see who would pick it up. You know, if Universal would want to do this or, you know, or DreamWorks or anything. Universal's dead broke. So's Paramount. I mean, it's which studio is going to fold first? Or get bought out, or get bought out. Whatever, but you, you know, what I'm saying that there's like I don't know who yeah. else would want to do this. I mean, uh, I, it, depending on how it does in China and Japan, I could see, uh, I could see a possible deal with uh, Cameron uh, getting back the, uh, uh, getting buying the rights outright himself or making a deal with Disney to get the rights and taking it to somebody like Lionsgate. Yeah. I can see that forward. 
maybe you know maybe it'll be like a Chinese you know movie studio that decides to continue the story mm-hmm. but what's looking like what's going to happen with Warcraft so we'll see but um you know that's that's where it gets upsetting because you don't feel like complete story you feel like oh there's more she's gonna go up to the you know see you know the top world and I would tell fans to uh read the manga but this very but this movie is so different from the manga I don't think you would get a satisfactory conclusion from reading the source material if you want more movie because like okay even if she managed to you know go up to shoot or whatever and kill him that doesn't really end the story because you don't really know that much about Nova <laughs> so that wouldn't be satisfying to watch that you're like okay cool for the moment but then you're like wait who was he you know what's going on up here you know what and you're going to be reading so much material uh i mean and then you know that and the and the first story that Cameron envisioned for his trilogy of movies is these nine volumes. But then there's additional series, and some of them are even longer. Because I can imagine, you know, Alita eventually getting up to the city in the sky, and that being its own entire adventure. And then, you know, maybe she kills Nova at the end, but that's, you know, the city in the sky would be a whole other story, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it goes into wild stuff. And, I mean, heck, uh, even in one series, she gets a damn uh, cat cat humanoid android body. And I was like, uh, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot more story. Be- you know, it's, it's like I said, it, it drives you crazy because I did like it enough that I want more. But then I it left me unsatisfied. So I just like, no, I want more. I want, you know, so, okay. Well, I guess that's basically it for, you know, spoiler filled review of Alita. You know, I don't know if we're ever going to get a sequel to this and, and we should, but we're probably not, but who knows, you know, but it's still dazzling and a must see for lovers of 3d. And I mean, sci-fi uh, anime lovers. Yes. Yeah. If you are hardcore nineties anime, uh, you're gonna dig this and you're not even gonna you're not even gonna care about the story shortcomings and but the visuals are just gonna just da- see this on the biggest screen you can find in three D. Yeah, IMAX three D if you can. And you know, even uh, even for me. Went, yeah, see, uh I would have went to see this in IMAX, but uh in Salem uh, just down the street from me is a theater. It's not IMAX, but it's got a bigger screen than the two IMAX theaters uh, within 100 miles of me. Anyway, you know, even for me, not being a, a knowledgeable of Alita's comic, you know, or manga or anime or anything, I still managed to enjoy myself. And me being a critic, you know, obviously, you know, your enjoyment may be more so because you're not as critical as I am. But I still think it'll be a fun watch. You know, if you like, if you're, if you're super into action movies, super into sci-fi, you know, even if you don't care about anime or or manga, you'll have a fun time with this. So 
got, and if you've got a, a, a daughter who's got a strong constitution and can deal with uh, doggy death, uh, and they're looking for uh, another strong action heroine after Wonder Woman, give this a tr- give this a shot. She may love it. Uh, but if she wants to read the manga, you may want to think about it, depending on her age. You may want to take a look at it first. Because yeah. like I said, it's even more violent. All right. Well, that's going to be it for us. Bye. Bye. All right. Before this podcast ends, I want to give a thank you to my patrons. Right now, we have a one patron, which is David from Spain. And I want to thank you for your financial support. All right. So that's going to be it for this podcast. We now have a Patreon. and The link is in the description. Uh, thanks for watching. And we are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. They don't put it everywhere. Just look for us, 3D or 2D. And of course, review us on iTunes. And if you want to write us a letter, um, our email address is email3dor2d at gmail.com. So that's going to be it. Uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone.